And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. Who cares? I have so many awards, honors, and trophies, it's impossible to know which one I should hang up. Look at your pathetic one puny award. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. I said it first. Welcome, everybody, to everyone's favorite podcast, Looking at Luniversity. That's right. It's the spinoff series of Talking Tiny Tunes, which we all know is the sister series of the Animaniacast. That's right. Uh, this Today, we are looking and talking all about the second episode of Tiny Tunes Luniversity. We're going to be revisiting all of our favorite jokes and all the cultural references. And in the end, we're going to give this episode of Tiny Toons University a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. Hi, Joey. Bye, Joey. I'm off to buy candy because I love candy. (laughs) Okay. Across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Yeah, that, that that candy joke. I was just like, it's just like that's the thing I always think about college students. They love candy. Love candy, yeah. I mean, it depends on where you are. Like if you're in, uh, like when I was in Salt Lake City in Fan X. Oh, they, the people there, they love their candy because they can't have much else. <laughs> so they love candy. I'm serious. They actually have a whole like it's the only Comic Con I've been to where they have multiple candy displays on there and people are lining up to buy like all these sweet and sour candies and everything like that it's it's insane let today we are epi- we are talking we are episoding we are talking about episode number two of tiny tunes university this one is called give pizza a chance and if someone were to ask you about this episode, I don't know, just to just describe it in a few words. What, what would you say, Nathan? Uh, the episode of Lazy Portmanteaus. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, there's a few of them. Uh, and Kelly, what about you? It, it's Pizza and Roommates. There we go. It is Pizza and Roommates. And a couple songs, very short songs this time. But they're in there. Okay, so we do have a second episode with songs. Uh, yeah, it, by the way, uh, I, thank you for the Comedy Bang Bang reference once again, Nathan. For those <laughs> two or three people that listen to both Comedy Bang Bang and the Animaniacast, man, they must be happy. We're really doing well for our audience members, you know, that 1% that listen to True. both things. Well, I hope you enjoy it, whoever you are. Okay. Uh, well, before we get to today's episode, uh, I, let's get to some Animaniacs news. So Nathan, hit us with a quick Animaniacs news theme song. This is the quick Animaniacs theme song. All right. We got some Animaniacs news stuff to to share. And of course, this uh, came from our Discord uh, over at the RetroZap Discord, which if you'd like to join the conversation over there talking about uh, Animaniacs or anything pop culture with the other folks at RetroZap, uh, you can get a welcome link, which I believe is discord.animaniacast.com. That gives you the welcome link right there. Just make sure 
you're nice because if you're not a, not a nice person, if you're being mean to other people, oh, you're you're shown the door. Well, at any rate, this is some notes here from Nick, and Nick shared a tweet from Gabe Zwar, and Gabe Zwar, as we all know, is one of the showrunners of the Animaniacs reboot. And Gabe put out a tweet saying, I proposed we squeeze variety nuggets into Animaniacs Season 3. Here's my letter to Steven explaining the idea. Murder Pals, parentheses Murder Collie, by Katie Rice. Uh, uh, made it, it made it, but poor little Potate didn't. Okay, well, let's find out what this is all about. It says... Ha, hello, Stephen. As you know, we always want to get more quote-unquote variety in the variety show that is Animaniacs. When season two dropped, the audience and fans felt the same way. They wanted even more variety in characters and structure. So this is what we would love to do. Since we already have the third season well underway, we thought the best way was to make some short segments that we can drop in between the longer ones. We're calling these extra segments internally variety nuggets these nuggets would be very very short only 30 seconds to one minute that's basically time for one quick setup and one gag the nuggets would just be a quick laugh to surprise the audience to keep them guessing what could come next they could would they would feature characters outside of our main cast they don't need to be a recurring segment but bonus if they do we are also including a script for a very short segment including slappy squirrel parentheses from the original show she was a character that the fans have been asking for and well we addressed the demands directly in this in that segment looking at all the episodes and structure of season three we think that we can afford to squeeze in at least four uh, of these segments six at the most we came up with a bunch of concepts but these seven are our favorites we'd love you to make our dreams and the dreams of our audience come true by hopefully signing off on at least four of these. Thanks so much, Stephen, for helping us make season, season three even better. Gabe. So there you go. So that that was just kind of an interesting note, and I was thinking when I read that, I was like, oh, that's nice to see some internal kind of things of you know how they were trying to make the show as good as it could possibly be. Um, I, I And what I was mentioning on the Discord, however, was like, I don't know if his... If he was necessarily, I wouldn't have gone the direction he went. I thought it was a little, I wrote down that I thought it was a little bit misguided because I thought the thing that people really wanted wasn't necessarily the variety with these short little segments, but they wanted longer segments of Slappy Squirrel and maybe the Good Feathers and maybe even Mindy and Buttons or, or you know, some... And and Rita and Runt and you know all these other folks that they remember from the original show, not as little quick one gag things. Which those maybe still- he was thinking more along the lines of Randy Beeman or Good Idea, Bad Idea. Yeah, which were which were still good. You know, I I mean I always loved Randy Beeman or Good Idea, Bad Idea stuff. But uh, why not bring just bring back Good Idea, Bad Idea? Yeah, and <laughs> right? I think the key to those was like keeping them really short, like like. I mean, they had a Link, couple of really you miss short them. ones. Yeah, but that's kind of like, like here's the joke, and there's it. Like, there. Yeah. It's, it's fine. They, it was, they did that a couple times in the new series, but I don't think they did it enough. Like, they were, yeah, they, even the, even, the, even like the bump in the dark was almost a little too long. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, we get the joke, and then like, went on for the beats too long or something. Right. You know, it's just like. Uh, 
anyway, I just thought that was kind of an interesting behind the scenes look at what the development of uh, the Animaniacs reboot. Uh, next episode, we're going to share some more thoughts about what people thought of uh, the, the, the things they really liked about the reboot as we continue to kind of talk about Animaniacs as much as we can. Nathan, what are you looking out of a jar? This is distracting me. What is this? Um, it's uh, some food. <laughs> for the for the listeners, it was a smoothie. It was a it was smoothie, a smoothie, but the smoothie's He's all gone. Put, Nathan's just full on face in a jar as I'm talking about Animaniacs. He's just licking I'll it. Turn like off my video. He was licking. <laughs> it's like I was watching Winnie the Pooh sticking his face in a honey jar. Uh-huh. It didn't was get very. Stuck. It didn't get stuck. I didn't okay, get stuck. Okay. Okay. Stuck my hand in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, the other big news was uh, I don't know if you two remember this, but. Remember the song "I'm Mad." Remember this mm-hmm. song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. good. Mm-hmm. Well, it was originally released. Um, gosh, I don't remember the exact year, but it was originally released as a short before the movie Thumbelina. And so, if you went to the theaters to actually see it, you could see the Warners in "I'm Mad." But unfortunately, over the years, it's kind of like it had this whole opening segment where it showed, you know, the Warners and Doctor Scratch and Snuff in "I'm Mad," and it kind of looked. I don't know, like a classic, you know, cartoon from the 40s or something like that. You know, picture like in the Roger Rabbit cartoons where they show Roger Rabbit and uh, Baby Herman at the beginning. Well, for years, that had been lost. Nobody really knew where that was posted, but uh, where it went, I should say. But it had just been has just been posted by FT Depot on uh, YouTube and it has a new. It has the full uh, intro, uh, title cards, and outro cards with new. You know, well, I say new music, <laughs> uh, but new to us music from Richard Stone, I believe, um, which is so cool to hear, and it looks really cool. Like, there's a lot of people online who are posting comparison shots of the DVD release versus the one that's been released now on YouTube, and the colors are a lot more vibrant. And it really looks cool, and it really makes me hope that if people get excited about this kind of stuff and they start talking more about it, I'd really like to see the Warner Brothers invest money in, you know, taking the 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 film stock that they have of Animaniacs and, you know, get what am I what am I trying to say? Re re release or re yeah. um yeah. <laughs> fixing it. Refixing it. Uh yeah, but putting it out on Blu-ray or you know, I thought with the with the writers luckily the writer's strike has just ended. The actor's strike is continuing. Mm-hmm. Maybe 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 it'll be over soon. Maybe it'll go on for a couple maybe more months. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, it might be you know. Maybe I would imagine it's it's closer once the one because I don't think their demands are too far off from each other. Either. Yeah, I, I agree. I like, think those, yeah, the writers were like, "Hey, let's get this done," and the actors say, "Yeah, we agree, basically." And also, this um, yeah. don't clone us and pay us one time, basically, uh, digitally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I thought it was wouldn't it be such a great uh, you know invest. I think it would be a great investment of Warner Brothers money to go back to their uh, Animaniacs cartoons. And clean them up uh, digitally, uh, 
What is the word I'm looking for? Remaster. 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 Thank you, Nathan. Digitally remaster the films or uh, the episodes. And what if they release them like on a like a day by day basis, like on HBO or Max? I don't know. That's what I would do if I were running the zoo. I would I would have them clean them up, and then as a way to get people excited about them, I would release every day a classic episode of Animaniacs, but remastered and looking beautiful on Max, and that, that way you get that kind of feeling that you did way back in the day where Monday through Friday you could watch Animaniacs. And then when it's all done, put them out on Blu-ray or 4K or whatever like that. I don't know. That's just That's just me wishing. But if you're listening, David's last lav... <laughs> do that right okay well that's your animaniacs news check out i'm mad on youtube the new the theatrical cut it's quite impressive hey everybody it's joey just a quick update with that last conversation about i'm mad it is now unfortunately off of youtube however you can find it on other let's say archival places Haha. Uh, but again, it kind of goes to show you there is a demand for original series Animaniacs content in high definition. So hopefully that dream will come true one of these days. Okay, back to our previously recorded segment. All right, let's go ahead and get to our discussion of today's episode, Tiny Toons University. Uh, and it was released back on September 8th, uh, 2023. Uh, but it, uh, and it's, and it's, it aired, however, on Cartoon Network on September 9th, 2023. So Nathan, we got to get the Looney Facts for Tiny Toons University. So what's the theme song for the Looney Facts of Tiny Toons University? Looney Facts uh, for 17 September... Facts for the 9th of September or the 8th or whatever day you want because it's loony facts, loony loony facts for you. Yeah, I didn't know which day we were going to pick, so I just kind of said, uh, just generic. Yeah, so which day know. are we doing? Well, I did both. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what's some facts? Okay, hey, on September 8th of 2019, uh, one of the largest pizza parties uh, was held in uh, Campanelle in Rome. Uh, it's 1,146 people dined on pizza together. So it was like a, a thing for September 8th. Oh, that. And it kind of did with the thing. And then, um, then let's go for some birthdays. On September 9th, we've got Adam Sandler, 1966. Uh, Hugh Grant was 1960. We've got Colonel Sanders, 1890. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Avril Lavigne also released an album on September 9th of 2002. And it's your favorite song, Skater Boy. S K H R L I. Thank you. Let's, let's make sure you pronounce it correctly with the per- correct spelling. Uh, God, that was 2002? That long ago Skater Boy mm-hmm. came out? Wow. That, older than most of our listeners. I don't know. I agree. Sure. No, I've seen <laughs> the like, demographics on YouTube. This is a true statement. <laughs> all right. There you go. 
Skater boy. All right. Oldie. Oldie but a goodie. Yes, indeed. Oh, boy. It's kind of insane to think, like, back when we were kids and, like, in the 80s and 90s, and you thought, oh, oldies, that's back in the 50s and 60s, and now the, that's the equivalent of something back in the early 2000s or 90s. That's mm-hmm. like oldie. Oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get to our episode discussion of Give Pizza a Chance. And Give Pizza a Chance was written by Colleen Evanson. Uh, there were storyboards that were done by Gianna Ligamari and Valencia Spates. It was directed by Lauren Andrews. And uh, the animation company on this one is Snipple. Uh, Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in the first act, which has been decided upon by Nathan. I don't want to hear yeah. anybody out there say, this isn't where the really act the act was. No, Nathan is the judge on this. Okay. I- I did my best guess. He did his best guess of where the act could or should go uh, in today's episode. <laughs> Kelly, please tell us what happens here in the first act of this episode. Okay. Buster is in his dorm room with Hampton, and he's showing them a um, trophy. It's for, like, being bug eyes or something like that. And um, Plucky starts kind of getting a little jealous, and he wants to show off his trophies. And so he has tons of them. They're all kind of like hidden in drawers and closets and stuff. And then Buster, he has a ton of trophies too. He he doesn't just have the one. And so then they start competing to see who can hang up the most trophies. And they have these final medals that say like number one. And um, Hampton helps them hang, hang them up side by side. But then... There's just so much stuff on the walls at this point. Um, the walls start falling down and cans of uh, snakes come popping out of the walls, and um, which would terrify me and I'd flee and die all <laughs> at the same time. explode with practical joke snakes they they basically get buried in in this this mountain of, of these uh snakes in a cam so then we see bab's dorm room and she's hanging out with sweetie and they're singing a song they're getting along great everything's perfect and when they the song ends there's this, this burst of confetti it's all pretty and colorful and buster comes in to ask if they've had uh, snakes in a can popping out of their walls and um, he starts helping clean up the confetti, which is really nice of him. And um, Babs tells him that, that, you know, they haven't had any issues like that. But then he sees something under Sweetie's bed and starts pulling on it. And then her side of the room just becomes filled with junk. And uh, it's all been hidden away under the bed and everything. And Babs is freaking out because... We learn that she's a neat freak. Well, I was so busy arranging my earbuds by formal and informal that I didn't notice her side is an absolute mess! Sis, I love you and I know you. You weren't happy when I would leave one sock on the floor back home. <laughs> Socks belong in the drawer, laundry basket, or being made into hand puppets. Anything else is an affront to the ancient law of socks. 
You don't have a Hampton to settle things between you. Uh, hello. I was just talking about you. Oh, no. It was good. Oh, yay. <laughs> but then we find out that Hampton had come in to tell Buster that they that Dean Granny wants to see them about the snakes in the walls. And then Plucky and Buster and Hampton are in Dean Granny's office, and they're apologizing about the wall. And then Dean Granny explains that she's the one that put them in the wall sort of as uh, insulation because way back in the war, uh, they were using them as grenades. And uh, then she became dean of the university and she just took what they had left over and put it in the walls. And she gives them money to fix the walls. But she says that if she gives them the money and they sign the waivers, that they have to be completely responsible for handling the repairs. All right. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see what. Uh, hard to tell exactly which war that was. It was kind of like okay, World War Two. No, this is they're in trenches. World War One. Nah, that seems too early. It's just the Looney War. It was a very. It was a tough time for Looney Tunes characters. Uh, but I'll tell you, Granny, she not only fought in it, but then she helped with the reconstruction afterwards as a Rosie the Riveter type character. Wow. So mm-hmm. there's uh, there's some other references in it. I mean, give uh, pizza a chance is a reference to, you know, give peace a chance, which among, you know, I believe just a saying is a song by uh, John Lennon. Uh, of course, there's some two episodes in a row of kind of cowboy good, bad, and the ugly uh, shots of Buster and Plucky looking at each other. And uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, they're, Babs and Sweetie were singing, and Nathan, you're saying this might be a reference to the 80s, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I could not figure out what song they were. It, it like, kind of sounded familiar. It's it, Both it songs they sing. Yeah. yeah, and well, I was like, I, you know, Google has a thing where it's like, oh, if you hum a tune, right. you can... You know, it'd be like, oh, it might be this. So I did uh-huh. that for like 20 minutes. And <laughs> I just played the actual song for Google. At first, I was like humming it, and it's like way off. And I was like, okay, well, here's the actual song. What does this sound like? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> so if the audience knows, or maybe hey, a listener knows. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody working on the show is listening to this. They can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, maybe Colleen it's a Evanson's out there. She's listening. They did well enough not to get sued, for sure. <laughs> totally. But I want to know what it is. What's your inspiration? It sounds, I'm pretty sure it's a reference to some song, but I can't. Yeah. And and then like the song they sing in kind of the coffee shop atmosphere almost sounds kind of like a 90s-ish kind of yeah, I, song. Yeah, I put like Jewel or something. Yeah. Kind of stuff, like yeah. Jewel, but like she doesn't really do a lot of duets. I didn't see it. Very right. Much. like. I thought they were going to start singing Smelly Cat at the end. That would be a... <laughs> no, no. Well, they didn't. Uh, they could have been singing about Furball, but they didn't. Okay, well, whatever. Mm. Hey, everybody. It's Joey again. Uh, I was under the assumption that there were two different songs, but actually it's the same song, just sung differently. So Babs and Sweetie sing a song 
two times, just they sing it in two styles. So there you go. Same song, different style. All right, back again to our previous conversation. You know, Sweetie, it, you know, there's a bunch of little plot things that are dropped into this first section as well. Like Sweetie saying she's colorblind uh, is is a, a, a mentioned very quickly when she's looking at the closet. She organizes everything by scent and touch, I believe is what she says. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, let's see. And it says, Bugs dressed as a woman on a horse. Oh, is he oh, yeah, the best costume? Like, yeah. From, I, like, uh, I guess that's a reference. But it's also in the opening credits, too. <laughs> that's true. It, but that's in, uh, gosh, what, what the, uh, oh, gosh. Elmer Fudd. Op- what's, and... Oh, it's Opera Doc. Mm-hmm. That's the... Speaking I do of wonder Fudd. if Elmer Fudd is dead or Yeah, not. I was going to say, speaking of Elmer Fudd, still, still not showing alive. <laughs> Missing in action. I know you people Fudd out Hall. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're watching this slowly. So I know you folks out there listening to us are like, he's alive or he's dead. Don't tell us. As far as we know, he's dead. <laughs> so we think he's dead. We're pretty sure Fudd, Elmer Fudd died in a horrible hunting accident. <laughs> Some sort of, yeah. They dedicated a hall to him. So. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about anything in this first segment that you thought was funny. Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I like that Plucky, for some reason, had trophies that looked like Buster Bunny that popped out of his <laughs> I didn't see. I, I didn't pause like, it long enough to look and I see what the trophies it, and I was like. like I'm like, I'm going to look at all these trophies. And then like at the very beginning, he pop, like, like half of his trophies are of Buster Bunny. <laughs> Like, not even like Bugs Bunny, but definitely Buster Bunny. It looks like Buster Bunny more than Bugs. Interesting. So I'm just like because they're either like Plucky's face is like on half of them, and then the other half have like Buster's face on them, and I'm like, hmm. what? So he's hmm. a better Buster than Buster is. <laughs> wow, that is a quite Apparently. reward to get. Uh, um, and then and then when Hampton walks in the room, and they're like, they're like, oh, we were talking about you. He's like, oh no, it's like, oh, it's good things, and then he's happy, and then he's like. Dean wants to see us. Oh, it's like, why are you all happy? <laughs> you should be coming in the room like worried. You're just like, hey guys, how you doing? Dean wants to see us. And I was just like, that's weird animation. That's <laughs> there's some. There's definitely some weirder shots in this episode of. Uh, yeah, I think some people like, were what? saying online is like meme faces. And they really, mm-hmm. I don't know how much they do in this uh, series of that, which according to some of the comments on our YouTube uh, channel, uh, so it turned some people off. They're like, there's too many meme faces, which... Yeah, there was a lot. Plucky did a lot in this one, especially. Yeah, so um, that, that uh, yeah, you know, hey, if I, I do a few of those per episode, I guess, but it seemed like they were overdoing it a bit too much I think in this one. my favorite line was maybe in this part was the, uh, it's not a competition, and Plucky says that it's faster than Buster does. Yeah, it is. It is kind of funny watching them trying to trying to be friends, and Hampton being the mediator, I suppose. Uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. any other things in this first uh, segment that you you uh, brought that you thought were neat? No, uh, nothing else comes to mind. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Act Two then, Nathan. What happens here in Act Two of this? Sitcom. And so many, so many things. So we're like, we open up the shot, and we're like in a surgery room. I don't know what's going. Operating room. Uh, Buster and Lucky are trying to fix the wall. That's what it is. They've got. They need to do all the things. Get the duct tape, and it doesn't look very good. It looks kind of uh, 
not playing a ghost. <laughs> it looks like it's going to fall apart. Um, but they, you know, they were given a hundred dollars and they still have $50 left over and they have to figure out what to do. And of course, Plucky wants to do whatever Buster doesn't want to do. He wants to do the complete opposite of that. But instead, Hampton's like, just both say what you want to do at the same time. And they both say like pizza party. And it turns out that they like each other. It's like that scene in Step Brothers where they just became best friends. Whoa, Plucky, we've been so focused on beating each other that we haven't stopped to think that we might actually have things in common. Two seconds ago, I thought your breath smelled like butt, but now it smells like friendship. So yeah, they're gonna they're now friends and they're gonna have a pizza party. And and also things are probably great in Babs's place too, because look, the place is all clean. Sweetie comes in, but she's a little upset because Babs moved all her things. She reorganized all her shirts and things and uh they they uh they argue because her nest was destroyed by babs and yeah it's, it's, so i don't know they don't know if uh maybe babs is too clean or maybe sweetie's too messy i don't know it's a whole thing this isn't cool <laughs> sorry but what wasn't cool was how messy your side was <sighs> sorry but messy cleanest bird on my block. Have you ever met a pigeon? They make cockroaches look like the queens of England. Maybe the issue is you're too organized. But we go to the pizza party um, and Plucky and Buster are best friends now. They even have the name Buster as a best friend name. And uh, Hampton has nothing to do now. He is he's kind of he doesn't know who he is if he's not helping uh, Buster and Plucky. So he has a self realizations i don't know but uh, uh lucky and buster decide to do a pizza eating contest where um buster ends up winning that um sweetie and babs are also at the party but uh they're not really talking to each other so babs is pretending to be friends with shirley laloon which upsets sweetie hampton notices that sweetie's upset so he starts counseling her um and after he counsels her he counsels babs but uh buster and uh, like you're still fighting kind of friends fighting i don't know they're gonna have a rematch on a marinara slide which they slide across the whole room while that's going on hampton finishes the session with baz baz realizes that she should be friends with sweetie because you know whatever people have different standards for messes and that's fine but as she it's this epiphany lucky and buster crash into them and then into the wall and the wall breaks and um, there's snakes everywhere. There's there's pizza everywhere. Everyone, me! Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, speaking of speaking of these these snakes, I remember I was going to say in the first episode. Do, do you, and Kelly? I know Nathan would remember this because he's too too young. Snakes on a plane? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. That was going to say. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Oscar the Grouch. I don't know, Kelly, if you remember this. Slimy. Yes, but do you remember he used to do the... I think it was Oscar the Grouch used to give people peanut brittle... Uh, like, like he would give Gordon like some peanut brittle and say, "Oh yeah, it's it's just a can of peanut brittle." And he go, "Oh, Oscar, are you? Sh- I there's cans of snakes in here." He goes, "No, no, no. I promise, there's no cans of snake." You know, and then of course they would open it, and then there would be uh spring snakes in that. I think that's Sesame Street, but then again, it could have been 
Hmm. Today's special. Or, oh, I love today's special so much. It could have been pinwheel or, or something. I love pinwheel. Yeah, exactly. These are all old, you know, those are all my, clone shows. My first from... Cabbage Patch doll, I named um, Jeff after Jeff the mannequin in today's special. Oh, gosh. Today's special is, that was, you know what? That was a good, that was a good Canadian show right oh, there on Nickelodeon. So but I think it was Oscar the Grouch. In fact, if I can find the audio of whatever the heck I'm talking about, I'm going to put it yeah, in Yeah, that specific – I can't really picture it. It could could be or could not be. I don't know. Yeah, but. I'm just I just remember Spring Snakes as a kid being like, that's comedy. Little kid opening cans I of peanut butter. Ernie doing it to Bert more likely than hmm. Oscar, though. Because I, when, I, when I'm thinking about it, I can hear Ernie's laugh going – <laughs> you know how he used to laugh yeah 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 um so i don't know i okay well could be way off base but i i feel like that would be more of an ernie thing but anyway all right well i'm just typing in oscar snakes peanut brittle and yep snake in a can muppet wiki oscar once again has the upper hand and a cluster of snakes fly out his own can and hits the there yep so it was oscar the grouch oh wow okay so yeah there's the thing with with susan if you if you t- if you uh, go to the Muppet Wiki and say "snake in a can," you can see a mm-hmm. great animated GIF of. Oh, I guess then they might still. They. I don't. I don't ever put the word "snake" in a search engine. <laughs> there's a whole. There's a mm-hmm. whole section on here on on the Muppet Wiki that is really great, showing all the different uh, snakes in a can that they've had over the years, including Muppets 3D when Fozzie opens a snake full a uh, can full of snakes right at the audience. So. There you are. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk. Enough about snakes in a can talk. Let's go and talk about the second segment here of uh, I think I'll pull it up the notes once again. Okay, second segment uh, trivia. Okay, uh, there's uh, I don't know some maybe Animal House. They, they did feel kind of like an Animal House kind of thing yeah, going I think on. The lampshade on the head. I think it's from Animal House. I know that's like a common party. Right trope thing. I will say the I, dean looking at them kind of like whenever I see the the granny dean, I do get vibes of Animal House with the dean making sure that the the dorm is acting, you know, or the frat house is acting, you know, in you know acting correctly. <laughs> My vocabulary is totally gone today. Um, oh, the Leaning Tower of Pizza Sauce is a reference to the Leaning Tower of Pizza. This yeah. is true. This is I very true. That. I've been you there. Know, they don't. They don't have these uh, trivia things on the wiki. wiki. That's true. Like, so it's got to start somewhere. It's you know, if you want it, you gotta you gotta make it up. Yep. Yeah, then there was a lot of video game stuff going on with the pizza competition. It looked like a fighting competition. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Tunes has video games. That's true. <laughs> that we got to play some of those. I, I remember playing. Uh, the animation one as a kid and liking it a lot. Uh, anyway, Dizzy Devil is like a shark, a pizza shark at one point, kind of like Jaws. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely, no. definitely. Well, and uh, the pizza, Nathan says the pizza sauce race should have been more like Revenge of the Sith. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, okay, I was going to talk about this a little later, but I think there was a total, this is, I'm really missing more references in this uh series because i agree that would have been great but also like they they had snakes they had a re- great opportunity yeah, to why did it have snakes, to be snakes why did it have to be snakes yeah boom like, easy easy, easy pop that in make and me then laugh that would have been an extra uh, water tower just for me 
Exactly. Yeah. So they they have these they have the or just Jaws like just showing Make the Jaws. Jaws give a give a little theme song of Jaws. Yeah, Boom. similar thing to Jaws, but they didn't do that either. So it seems like they're gosh, it seems like they like just missed need, opportunities, right? That are... that are there, and they're just so close to getting them. Um, in the next one, they do. Uh, I'll just say it now, like a patent reference with Babs, you know, talking about cleaning up the the place, but mm-hmm. she doesn't say any. Like I think in patent. Uh, he says something about like when you put your hand down in a pile of goo, how was your friend's face or something like that? Uh, hey, they're it's all gooey. Like they had a, a gooey pizza everywhere. Like yeah, like b- change that line to to work with the visual that you Marinara have. sauce, Patton. yeah, right. Uh, it just uh, anyway, a little frustrating right there with with, with the, almost the lack of quick references they could have put in, but they didn't. Uh, but let's talk about anything that you saw in here that you thought was cool. Uh, Kelly, what did you see in the second part right here that you liked? I um, I thought the pillows that uh, Babs put on Tweety's bed were cute. Um, the <laughs> live, laugh, and eat worms. Um, like the live, laugh, and love uh, signs that people put in their houses. Not me. That's not my <laughs> aesthetic, but... They're popular. Or Bless they were this nest, point. I believe, was another one, which was kind of a cool. Yeah, one. and nest, I like. Yeah. I like the duct tape. Oh yes, Plucky's duct tape, uh, which was like his unplugged album that he's been working mm-hmm. on. All right, yes, very cool. Nathan, what about you? Um, I like that Babs had organized labels. She labels her boxes of labels, and <laughs> <laughs> she's really? so organized. Um, I like the, when they're like, oh, we're going to have a pizza eating contest to see who can eat the most pizza in five minutes. And then Plucky's like, oh, I can do that in five minutes. And then Bus is like, I can do it in four. And I'm like, that's not really how pizza eating contest works. It's not eat as much as you can in four minutes. And then you're just stop eating food for the last (laughs) minute. And you're like, I did it. Like, that means you lost because you're not eating your food anymore. (laughs) I can do it in Four, I don't know. Um, I can and then get full some... in four minutes instead of five. Yeah, I can get four. <laughs> like what? Um, there's a. I like when Calamity and Dizzy were playing, pin the thing on the wall, you know, and then they put it on Beeper's nose or whatever, and then they do this weird like up jump thing. They're just standing and like kind of bouncing in place. It's a weird. It's a weird scene. Yeah, and Babs is like. Not impressed by it. She's giving like stink eyes. And then she looks behind her and they're behind her. They're behind her now. What? So how are they in front of her? She's looking at them and then she turns around to see Sweetie laughing and they're next to Sweetie. So what's happening there? Some weird visual. (laughs) (laughs) They're all over the place. They're just jumping around. They do these little bounce thing and then they teleport, I think is what happens. Yeah. Is this also the first time where we see like furball and stuff and, 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 uh, and we hear furball talking, talk for the first time. Who did furball? Yeah, I think he talked in the first, he talked in the original series, I think, when Rob Paulson voiced him, right? Yeah. But for the most part, well, no, uh, Frank Welker, I think also. Frank Welker did the voice primarily, but I think Rob Paulson did some when he actually spoke. Yes, I think they kind of they they might have taken turns. That yeah, Furball's voice was never set in stone, and a lot of times well, Furball yeah. would not talk at all. It was actually yeah. weird to me when Furball would talk. I uh, was so weird. Yeah, I was just seeing it in this episode. I was like, what? Why is Furball talking? Natalie Natalie Palomitas did Furball. 
Okay. I think she gets credited later in other episodes. But okay. Yeah, she wasn't credited okay. in this one. So cool, 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 maybe, cool. maybe she didn't do it in this episode. Well, there we are. All right. Be weird. Uh, well, let's see. Any other little things in here, Nathan, that you saw that were of note? Uh, I think that's, I mean, most of the things. It's everything I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will say that I'm very impressed with how much pizza these guys got for 50 bucks. I know. I, mean, I was like, real. why like, did it cost that much to fix the wall with like a little <laughs> bit of duct tape and scout? Like you've spent $50 on that and then. <laughs> on duct tape. Well, the guy you're able the- to get. They got to get the surgical masks and the gloves too. I guess that's probably it. And yeah, but they also bought pizza hats to give to everybody like 50 bucks for all that pizza and pizza hats. Like it almost made me wonder like, why did, why did they have granny just give them a hundred dollars? Like why not give them $500 and just say we spent $50 to click or fix the wall and. Or they still have a hundred dollars left, and they spent no money, you know. Or right? You know, yeah. Yeah, which is twenty-five cents. Exactly. Yeah, even a hundred, I'd be like, okay, I get it. A hundred bucks on pizza—that could buy a room full of pizza in University yeah, yeah. World. Sure, yeah. why not? Well, whatever. That was a little scratch man moment. <laughs> but let's go and move on to the last part here, Act Three. Okay, so there's pizza everywhere carnage of the pizza party has occurred and babs and sweetie of course they find each other it's like in the almost like a war a scene into like a bombing of a building but they find each other and they agree to become resties again or boomies or whatever uh because they realize that you know hey you can't expect someone to uh you know act the way that you want them to all the time and you know you were a twin and and the other person was you know you might you might have thought they were messy, but in fact, you know, hey, compared to like, <laughs> sweetie had a great line about pigeons being like cockroaches, you know, like could could have been worse. Uh, but Yosemite Sam sees this stuff going on over across in Foot Hall, so the dean and Yosemite Sam go there to investigate. But when they open up the door, well, that's they see nothing because Babs gathers everybody together and they clean up all the place. And they and they they basically shove just everything under the carpet and into the walls and under the you know into the lampshades into the ceilings and when Granny opens up she's like they see them singing at a coffee shop setting. You like pepperoni pie, not I. So take a slice if you please. I've got a pizza that you really should try. Lots of basil and cheese. This room would have been filled with an out-of-control pizza party. Squares. And uh, little does she know, as soon as she closes the door, uh, just everything explodes. Uh, And pizza and snakes just grow everywhere. And we are told Plucky and Buster will need to pay to fix the walls and fix the wall properly, but they are no longer friends. For the time being, Plucky, Plucky, by the way, Buster tricks Plucky into fixing the wall uh, by just really saying, well. yeah, because he's, yeah, and Plucky, after saying he does no manual labor to Babs, does a very good job fixing the wall finally. So there we are. And then uh, they do a, a almost like a that's all, folks, with a 
Warner Brothers pizza logo and Granny plays guitar, electric guitar at the end. And I'm trying to find out like what college movie is this referencing? I don't know, but it was very 80s college looking <laughs> moment. So, uh, yeah, Nathan, you were saying that Plucky's album kind of looks like a reference to something, maybe an Alan Sherman reference to his, maybe. One of his I was albums. Looking. I, I can't looking. figure either. He's wearing those big glasses. and Yeah, I was like, Alan Sherman wears glasses. <laughs> sure did. He was live at the Sands, and that's kind of like a boulder. I was like, I don't okay. know what they're going for. Yeah, I don't live know. at the boulder. Uh, yeah, I was. It, that was a, yeah. All the references they put, should, like, all, they, all we're asking to do is put some Jaws and Indiana Jones references <laughs> in. Yeah, don't put these obscure things. Really obscure no ones. Like, Come on. Oh, well. Uh, well... And they did have a quote in here that made my my wife watch this episode with me, and she laughed when Plucky said, "Everyone, me," and uh, he said, "Duck." Uh-huh. Uh, so that was that was cute. But uh, what are some things that you liked in this last part as we wrapped everything up, uh, Nathan? What did you see? Anything in here that you liked? Um, I was confused at how Hampton saw the dean coming. <laughs> Just kind of a weird. <laughs> Like, I guess he's seeing it through the window, or does he have, like, peacock powers or Maybe. something? Maybe. he just, like, senses the Dean's coming. Like, so, yeah, like, no one else can see the Dean coming, but he knows, he like, the Dean's... It. Yeah, he must sense it, I guess. I, get, by um, the way, I did like how Hampton, we could tell he does have his own bed. He doesn't have a bunk bed, but he does have a third yeah. bed in the room. So, But if he sits on it, it's he has enough weight that he can push down a bunch of pizza boxes. So he's heavier than he seems, Yeah. I think. It's like a big old totally. bowling ball. A lot of mass to Hampton. <laughs> okay. Um, I liked when I think it was Plucky was pouring things down the toilet and then he flushed it. And I was thinking, need to go down the hole or something. Oh, could have said something like that. Could have said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, these are just. I mean, quick observations. Just like, hey, look, look. Okay, look. Season two has not yet premiered. Look, we're begging you. And I mean, look, Tiny Toons of the University. Let, let us stick, let us take a look at the scripts, okay? Give, we'll give, it, you, give us a little pass. Give, we'll it, give it a quick let pass. us. Yeah, we we'll can, do a quick pass. We'll throw in. We'll help you throw in some Tiny Toons references and Spielberg some references. Quick audio cues, yeah. Audio and, and cues then, is all yeah, you need. You keep everything you want. We'll just put in a couple references that we know will make everybody happy, uh, mostly us. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then make it okay. Good, good. Glad we had that talk. Okay, yeah. Perfect opportunity for that gone. Oh well. Uh, Kelly, anything in this third third part that you thought was cool? I thought it was funny when um, Tweety takes away Shirley's dancing, um, like, oh yeah, the car dealership inflatable thing <laughs> that she had been dancing with. Uh, I don't. I remember seeing that thing, and I I don't remember exactly what happened with it. But yes, Shirley was very obsessed with it in the second act, and then in the third act, it had to go away. But she was like, she's like, oh, you've got the moves. Um, yeah, it was cute. The inflatable. That's yeah, I forgot right. what those things are called. The yeah, those wacky things. Wacky, inflatable. Yeah, the, yeah. that family guy. Family guy thing. You know, about, from the, yeah. you know, from the first few seasons where it was good. Uh, I think it was like the first movie <laughs> when it came out. I think that was the funniest part of that movie. Was there a family guy movie? There was. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. I think that was from the movie. I thought. Right? I don't. There was a Family Guy movie. 
I don't remember so. this at all. I believe you. I mean, I, that sounds right. Especially when they were kind of trying to get things off the floor again after being canceled uh, a few times. Yeah. The wacky but, waving inflatable arm flailing. Yeah, human. that does sound. I remember, I remember the segment, but I just, I bet, yeah, I guess it wasn't. I, yeah. It was a Family I, Guy I, movie. In my, yeah, in my memory, it was from a Family Guy movie. And we're like, I remember watching that and be like, well, that, that part of the movie was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely memorable. I don't remember anything else from that one, but <laughs> wacky arms. Okay. Uh, well, let's, I get, you know, there's, there's some good stuff in here and, uh, I think, but let's go ahead and just get right to our water tower rating. What do you guys think out of five water towers? How many would you give this episode of Tiny Toons Luniversity? Uh, let's see. Nathan, what do you think? Okay, well, uh, comparing it to last week's, I thought this one was a little worse, so I gave it three. But it's still, like, fine. I don't know. I didn't, like, hate any part of it. So three water towers. All right. Uh, Kelly, what about you? I concur with Nathan. Um, I didn't like this episode as much as the first one, so I'll also give it three. All right. Uh, I was going to give it a two and a half, but in the sake of triple agreement, I'm going to give it a three as well. So hey, two, two episodes in a row. row. <laughs> yes. Three out of three. Three for three. Uh, I mean, three water towers for three people. I mean, anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll see if, if next time we'll be three for three with it, mm. but we'll see. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just kind of some missed opportunities for some jokes. And it's it's a weird thing. Like, it's. I, I was just thinking they like, showed Sneezer, for example, and it's like, okay, here's, yeah, Sneezer's really cute. And he talk, and the, whoever's doing Sneezer's voice, is that listed on our little thing here? Mm, uh, no, they, uh, yeah. he was also not credited. Oh, so. and Fifi talks. Fifi has this funny talk about like a, a croissant and a beret put together and what that mm-hmm. is. That was a good line. But anyway, um, but like I look at, at uh, Sneezer and I'm like, okay, so here's Sneezer in diapers when you look at Tiny Toon Adventures, it makes perfect sense for Sneezer to be there. Like, if you say Buster and Babs are, like, in middle school or maybe high school even. Okay, well, Sneezer, he's a baby. It's like, I get it. He's in diapers. But now here's a mouse in diapers in college? <laughs> like, is he Sneezer's either, like, Grogu, and he's very, you know, he develops very slowly, or he's, like, Doogie Hauser and he's very advanced. <laughs> Doogie... Doogie Mouser. I don't know. Uh, it, it was just kind of confusing. It's just, uh, it's a weird thing because the, the problem that I'm having with the show right now, I know we're only two episodes in, is I'm going, okay, this is obviously this show is for a younger audience than what I am. But I wish it was throwing out a few more references, a little bit over the heads of the kids so that. I can get a little bit more enjoyment out of it because that's what the original show did too. Yeah. I feel like there are these references because like the songs where we're like, we don't know what that's a reference to. Right. And that album, like, I don't know what that's a reference. It's like weird. It's like inside jokes instead of cultural references in a way. Yeah. It's feeling, it feels like that. Like I'm missing something instead of, Oh, that's something. And now I'm going to, follow that breadcrumb trail to the reference of what they're talking about. So it's not quite hitting. And it it just seems like they're not, again, like we said earlier, missed opportunities for those things to, to be there. So yeah, but 
like I, it just puts me in mind of, of Heart of Twilight or Hearts of Twilight. Um, because when I saw that episode, I had no idea what it was parodying. Oh, yeah. I um, didn't know until and about 10 years ago. <laughs> so, I, I mean, most of that episode went over my head. Um, and because even the, the, you know, the snail slithering across the railroad tracks. I mean, that was even a reference. But I didn't get any of that. But it was funny in and of itself. I mean, that was one of my favorite episodes before I ever even got the references. So if it stands on its own as being funny enough, you don't need to understand the references, I would argue. But um, it just adds another layer of enjoyment. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like it's just I'm missing some of that, some of that layering of, of stuff. And, it's, you know, it's, it's you know, story-wise – like everything's like nothing's offensive in this in this cartoon that I could think you know like not, I don't get grossed out even when they are a little bit gross from time to time it's like nothing's that like oh god don't do that don't rip off your you know like in in the reboot of Animaniacs when Wacko's tail gets ripped off and it's very kind of gross red and stimpyish kind of stuff going on I'm not seeing any of that stuff in Luniversity which is nice but I just wish it was a uh, yeah, it's just getting a little bit sillier from time to time. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. But let's go ahead and get to some contact information in case people want to talk to us more about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yay. Kelly, where can people reach out to you online? I am on X, uh, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. I do have some accounts like in other social media platforms, but as of this moment, I'm not checking them or remembering where I have these other accounts. So. Yeah, I, I feel your pain on that one. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't post on that thing yet. Uh, Nathan, what about you? I'm checking them all right now, and yeah, I'm on X. I'm checking it, and no one said anything to me. What the heck? <laughs> uh, yeah, Django FT, that's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my foot down. I'm gonna keep calling it Twitter until they see, they rip it from my cold dead hands. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and other and, and Threads. Some people are really liking the Threads deal, so that's something that's a good uh, backup right there. And you know, if Threads could just work a little bit better, I would love it. I, I really miss the hashtag and searching. So, okay, Zuckerberg, I know you're a listener work on the functionality of, uh, of that. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, other than that, you can subscribe to us on uh, all your favorite podcast players and listen to all our episodes. And of course, we're a proud member of RetroZap.com's podcast network. And check out RetroZap.com today for amazing articles and podcasts every single day. Well, that'll do it for us. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey. I'm saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Like a croissant, a beret, and a croissant. Uh huh. But why would?
about you combine those two? To make a buttery, crumbly heart, of course! <laughs> 